Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me. This is Karen. I'm your hostess with something. I don't know if it's the mostest, but it's something. (laughs) I'm so glad that I'm able to do the podcast again this week. And I appreciate your patience in between my longer uh, time periods here of recording. It's just a crazy kind of world right now and it's no different in mine than it is in yours it's just crazy or and crazy every day but you know what I have faith and I have hope that God's in control and I thank God I don't need to be today's podcast episode of the woman inspired podcast is titled naked and afraid <laughs> no it's not about the show and As tempting as it is to sit here in the buff with nothing on, like apparently so many people do while they're Zooming and meeting and Microsoft teaming and Skyping these days, I'm not doing that. So just to let you know, and even if I were, I probably wouldn't tell you, (laughs) but I'm not, I don't have a blouse on with no pants or a pants on with no blouse. And uh, anyway, a lot of people are doing that way and basically living in their pajamas. Although I will admit I am a pajama girl. But I'm not shy about it. I'm not wearing a tuxedo top or a blouse with pajamas on the bottom. (laughs) I just out and out wear pajamas whenever and wherever I feel like it. Uh, You'll find me at dinner in pajamas. You'll find me out in the garden in pajamas, outside in the front yard taking pictures in pajamas. You'll find me leading Bible study in pajamas. Because guess what, folks? They're just clothes and I'm comfortable in them. (laughs) But anyhow, (laughs) so, and it has nothing to do. today's podcast, but uh, I did almost call this podcast dressed for success. And I do think you can be successful even in pajamas, but really naked and afraid seemed more fitting to me, but I'll let you be the judge of that. You can listen to this podcast and let me know which you think is most appropriate. I hope you're tuning in via your favorite mode of tuning in. And if you couldn't figure that out or it wasn't working today due to the wonderful world of technology, then I hope you're tuning in via my website, which is womaninspired.com, womaninspired.org, or now you can just Google karenmccracken.com and there you go. You'll find it. It's on the homepage of my webpage. You can also find and share and like and um, give the information out to anybody because they can find it on Podbean. Google Play, Apple iTunes, and also again on my website. Oh, and I think the YouTube, whatever that new YouTube thing is, YouTube Music, YouTube Podcasts, YouTube, they're probably going to start charging you $100 a month for whatever the YouTube thing is. All right, so let me ask you a question. Do you recall the story of the emperor and his new clothes or the emperor's new clothes? Um, it, it was a story we learned when we were younger, or a lot of us did. I don't know if they still tell it, if it's still around or not. I might not get all the details right, but I'm going to tell it to you anyhow. It's basically about this emperor of a country who, and he, he he's pretty full of himself. And what he prizes most is really fine clothing. You know, if it were modern day, he'd want those thousand dollar pair of high tops and the best fashionable capes and crowns to go with every single occasion. What happened to him was he ended up getting swindled by men who pretended to be able to weave the finest, best, most amazing clothing from exceptional quality magic thread. The hitch was the cloth was supposedly invisible to those people who were idiots or stupid imbeciles. That's the way they got away with tricking this emperor because 
He didn't dare tell them that he could not see the new clothes himself. He couldn't see what they made for him out of this magic invisible cloth. If he admitted it, then everyone would believe he was too stupid to be able to see the new clothes and too stupid to be the emperor. So he pretended to put these clothes on, these invisible clothing, and paraded through the streets naked. Everyone else also pretended he had on some awesome duds because they didn't want to appear to be stupid either, especially in front of the emperor. Until one small child said, hey, uh, you big old naked narcissistic poophead, you don't have clothes on. Okay, I, I paraphrase that. That's really not what the book says. But basically, that's what happened. The words of this small child woke people up. And when the emperor finally saw how many people started to laugh at him and point, he knew he'd been duped and he was walking around the streets of his kingdom stark naked. First of all, even though this story was written in 1602, it's kind of timeless. I mean, how many people today wear clothing they know looks horrible, but they do it anyway because everyone else says it's the latest and greatest thing, right? Or they squeeze their size 14 tushy into a size 10 and let things hang out that uh, never have any business hanging out. Or they spend half a month's pay on a pair of shoes that they may only wear once a month, all because they want to have the latest and greatest thing that will impress other people. That's an emperor attitude, don't you think? I mean, how many people go along with whatever the world says, easily swindled, and are willing to walk around naked because they don't want to appear to be stupid to the world, yet they're unwise in their daily lives? Let me just ask you another question. If you were walking down the street or in the mall or at church and your pants fell down, I mean, just like one, two, three, swoosh, no notice whatsoever. It just happens. Pants, underwear, and all. Just flop right down to your knees. Would you continue to walk around as if it didn't happen? Um, would you, I don't know, trek out on a hike in the woods in the freezing cold of winter without any clothes on at all? Or let's say you had clothing on, but, but you didn't put a hat and gloves, a scarf, or a winter coat on. You just, you just took a tank top, shorts, and flip-flops on you, and you headed out. Either way, dressed halfway or buck naked in 20 degree temperatures. Would you do it? I'm guessing, I shouldn't assume, but I'm guessing that you just said no way to those questions. You would not go out on a winter hike buck naked, and you wouldn't just wear a tank top, shorts, and flip-flops to trudge through the snow. You would take the time to layer up, slip into some thermal underwear or long johns, make sure you had a heavy winter coat on, gloves, and I don't know, more than likely you'd protect your ears by wearing a scarf or some earmuffs, a winter hat, right? I mean, I know I would. If I were just popping out to the mailbox, honestly, I probably wouldn't. But if I were going out on a hike and I know I was going to be out there for a while, or it was 20 degrees, yeah, I would. Of course I would. You would. Anyone would. Anybody who could would. We would protect ourselves. We wouldn't venture out into dangerous weather or other dangerous conditions without protection. Even think about it in terms of what's going on in the world today for a minute. Many, many people won't go any place without a mask on. Besides the fact that some places it's mandated. Above and beyond that, they're afraid to go to the mailbox without putting a mask on. They're afraid to go anywhere in a store near anyone else or, or close to six feet from somebody without putting a mask on. The fear of what might happen or who they might even offend or what germs they might con contract or what germs they might give off to someone else thrusts people into this decision to protect themselves by taking the action of putting on a mask, right? So 
then why do we go out into the world, into our daily lives, wake up in the morning and put our feet on the floor without putting on spiritual clothing? We're all about the flesh, but what about the spirit? You know, the Bible has a lot to say about being clothed with the right things. But do we pay attention to it? Do you know that spiritual garments and clothing can protect you just as much or more than physical garments can? The Bible talks about what we're supposed to put on. Put on. And that's like capital P-U-T, capital O on. Put on. It doesn't say we're supposed to consider wearing certain things. It says we have to take action in some cases by putting on certain things. There are places in the Bible that it tells us that God is the one clothing us with certain things. Or he is girding us with one thing or another. But it also tells us in many places that we must put them on. Colossians 3.12 says, So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. It's saying we need to take action and put these things on. Wear them. Let them show like a bride shows off her veil, her dress, and her jewelry. That's what we're supposed to do. Put them on. Can you see that if we put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, like it says in Colossians, how that would help protect us and protect other people? Overlay that thought to what's going on in the world around you right now. How much different would the world be this very minute if we all clothed ourselves in what Colossians 3.12 says we're supposed to close ourselves with. All these things, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience would give us peace rather than stir up fear within us and stir up division among us. Can you see that if we, if we act like Jesus by clothing ourselves in these things, that, that these things that really bear good fruit in us, that we could be a part of the solution to a lot of the problems in the world Instead of adding to the problems in the world. As I said, it put on, capital P-U-T-O-N, is an action that we have to take. We're told to put on many things in the Bible. Not just what it says in Colossians 3, 12, but we're also supposed to put on spiritual armor. The Bible talks about a lot of things we should put on in order to stay safe. In order to keep from being naked and afraid. Yeah, we get to choose whether or not we want to be physically and spiritually naked. It's just a fact. I mean, we get to choose whether or not we want to put on that tank top or a winter coat. Some people are walking around filled with fear and anxiety, though, stressing and worrying about every little thing. And it's basically like going out in the cold with no coat on. They're stepping into frigid, dangerous temperatures wearing nothing but a tank top and flip-flops. That makes for a really good beach song, but not for really wise living. Are you doing that? Are you, I mean, are you going out naked and ending up afraid? Are you pretending to be an emperor, acting like the things the world says to clothe yourself in are good or good enough because, hey, they look good, right? Or that's the politically correct thing to do, right? Proverbs 31.25 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it talks about a woman and how strength and dignity are her clothing. And because of this, she can laugh at the future without fear. Because she's clothed with that strength, clothed with that strength and dignity. So take just a minute and think. Can you see how the things of God, the uh, the attributes of God, if you will, the characteristics of God, allow us to live without constant fear? Because we were made in His image, and and we have no choice whether or not we clothe ourselves 
in him if we belong to him. But we do have a choice whether or not we clothe ourselves with the things he calls us to clothe ourselves with. I say clothes, but I mean clothes. I'm having a hard time talking here. We have a choice whether or not we want to clothe ourselves with strength and dignity. We really do. We, he offers these things to us, but he's not going to force us to them. Just because we belong to him doesn't mean that we're always going to obey him. And, and he doesn't just command us. Sometimes he commands us, but other times he offers us these things. Both of these things will get you far, strength and dignity, without fear as your constant companion. And they'll allow you that freedom and that lightheartedness and that uh, lack of worry to where you can actually laugh at things and laugh at the days to come. Because even though we have days when the bills are backed up on the desk and the, the washing machine died or the car needs an oil chains, or you got into a fight with your spouse and I don't know, you're afraid your teenager might be being too rebellious or, or there was an emergency that you had to take care of. We have those days yet when we clothe ourselves with godly clothing like strength and dignity from God, all those heavy, serious, and scary things going on, they become lighter. When we put on the clothing of God, we're shielding ourselves from the most evil of evil that can come up against us. It's just a fact. It's just the way that God designed things, and it's beautiful. And it's not just me telling you that. It's the Word of God that's telling you that. Galatians 3.27 says, For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, whether you realize it or not. That's one of the things that's, you know, you belong to God, you're clothed with him, whether you realize it or not. So being clothed with Christ means you're clothed with the image and the attribute of Christ. We have the opportunity to embrace the fact that we're clothed with the brilliance, love, compassion, grace, and mercy that Christ himself was clothed with. Why wouldn't we take it? Why wouldn't we utilize it? Why wouldn't we try harder to understand it and make that our clothing instead of fear and anxiety, instead of walking out naked and afraid? Isaiah 61 10 says, I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. He's telling us that salvation, which is a gift from God, is something that he lays over us. He gifts us with, that God places upon us. Here we have been offered garments of salvation, and if we accept them, then he's going to wrap us in a robe of righteousness. That's right living. That's being right with the Lord. That's being in his righteousness. That is God's doing. But again, it's our choice whether or not we want to embrace it and live it out, walk it out, and accept it. Do we say yes to it or not? Have you seen those commercials on TV? Um, I think they're for fabric softener, where the dad or the mom pulls out a big bath towel and the little kid comes running up to the parent and the parent wraps the child in that big fresh towel and then the parent lifts him up and hugs him and just wraps their arms around the child. I love that vision because I can remember my dad doing that when I was little, just taking his big strong arms and wrapping them around me as he wrapped me in a blanket or a towel and giving me a huge loving hug and lifting me up. I felt so safe and so comforted. I miss that. But you know what? I can also envision God doing that to me when I finally make it home. He'll wrap his arms around me and I will feel safe and comforted. 
But you know what? I also have the blessing that he offers that to me now in a spiritual sense. Right now, he wraps me with his righteousness as long as I'm willing to accept him and his salvation. One time when my stepdaughter was about eight, we were rushing around getting ready to go to church. And so I dashed through the kitchen to get a blouse from the dryer. And I had just grabbed the blouse and was standing in the kitchen with my slacks on, uh, my shoes on, and a bra on. But, but that's it, no blouse. So she comes walking through the kitchen, whistling, just minding her own business. And I wasn't sure if she even saw me at first. But then she got about three feet past me. She stopped and turned and looked at me. And, and her eyes went up and down me and looked at me. And then she just said really calmly, nice pants. And turned around and kept walking. <laughs> I laughed so hard. She was cool as a cucumber. Because when she first saw me, her eyes got really by, wide. And she just looked at me. But then she just said, nice pants. And turned around and kept walking. It didn't face her. Except for that brief 10 seconds. But can you imagine what her reaction would have been if I went out of the house like that? No blouse at all. If I had set out with no blouse on and gone out in the freezing cold without it and without a coat on. That would be akin to spiritually setting God and all he has to offer me aside. And just saying, oh, I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm fine with just this bra on. It's no big deal. I'm fine not to be protected. Oh my gosh, so often that's what we do. And I have done it myself where we just set aside the idea of God. We leave him at home, the truth of who he is to us at home. Or we crack the Bible open one day a week or one time a month or just for Bible study um, once a week. And then we chat with him once in a while. But when we do that, it's just like us going about life half naked. It's like walking out in a snowstorm into a snowstorm with a tank top and flip-flops on and that's it. Or even worse, it's like walking straight out into a battlefield with no armor on. What if you walked out into an active battlefield in the middle of war with only a tank top and flip-flops on expecting it to protect you? How long do you think you'd last? Would you stand there naked and then become afraid wondering why you're getting hurt? Uh, why people are looking at you so oddly? Would you be one of those people... I don't know, who walks around into the battlefield with active gunfire, enemies all around you, trying to take you down and wondering why in the world you got hit and injured, why you ended up in the hospital barely hanging on to life, lying there thinking, but I thought God was going to protect me. God said he loves his children. Didn't he love me enough to keep me safe? And yet, um, excuse me, he gave you armor. He gave you a way to protect yourself. He gave you a shield, a helmet, a breastplate, a sword. But you went out into that battle armed with flip-flops, a tank top, and shorts. Sometimes we do that, don't we? God gives us direct instructions, commandments, and gifts that we fail to use. We fail to, fail to utilize them. We fail to follow his instructions. And then when we get hurt, we blame him for not being here for us. Um, I think at one time or two times or 20 times or another, we all fall into that category, right? And what about that soldier? What would happen to a soldier out in the desert or in the jungle if he or she didn't put on their camouflage, their helmets, their gun? And if a police officer didn't arm up with a bulletproof vest? They're walking out into the battle unarmed. Nothing to protect their body, their brains, their limbs. Like it or not, we are in a spiritual battle every single day of our lives. Why? 
because the world has evil in it and evil would love nothing more than to stop every single one of us in our tracks and keep us from doing God's will. Evil wants us to give up, give in, lay down and wish to die. Evil wants us to get drunk, cheat on our spouses, become addicted to Facebook, put our careers first, become full of ourselves, take our loved ones for granted, stress out to the point we have to take meds every single day just to handle the smallest, itty bittiest amount of anxiety. Uh, it, it wants us to get addicted to opioids and alcohol and beat each other up and have no tolerance and love for each other. It wants us not to be kind and caring and humble and strong and to live with dignity. That's what it wants. And so why do we go out naked and tempt evil and say, yeah, come get us? We wonder why we end up afraid, stressed, in a lump on the bed in the middle of the day, pleading for God to help us when all the while he has helped us. He has, he was, he still is, and he has given us armor to help protect us. Yet so often we just go out naked and then we become so afraid that we can't even function. Or we get so angry from being afraid that we take it out on other people. I recently read an article when I was looking for some additional info on armor or armoring up because I always need these reminders. I don't know about you all. And this article caught my eye because the title was Courage, Ditch the Armor. Yeah, let me say that again. I'm not kidding. Courage, Ditch the Armor. The author was making a case that the only way to truly be courageous was to ditch any personal armor we have. She said, when armored up, a person closes themselves off from options, limits their openness to new ideas, and dulls their curiosity for learning and taking risks. So she went on to encourage people to become great followers, workers, and leaders by ditching their armor because otherwise you can't exercise bravery and learn to be courageous. Now, Perhaps she meant this in more of a psychological and social sense, but this is all contrary to what the Bible says. And actually, the world, the more the world spins on and on, and the, and the more we see the signs that Revelation tells us about in the Bible that are happening in the world around us, I think the bravest thing we can do is to armor up, to be discerning enough to clothe ourselves with everything the Lord blesses us with to protect ourselves and to guide us on this journey through life. You know, it takes courage to admit that we aren't in control and we don't have to be. It takes courage to admit when we need to, when we need a help, you know, it takes courage not to have that emperor attitude to not be more concerned about what others think of us than being concerned about following God's word. You know, I usually start out every podcast with a quote, um, and I wanted to put that further down in today. Uh, but here's a quote, which I call a pod quote because it's attached to this podcast. Um, but here it is. It's by Stormy. Um, I say Stormy O'Martian. This is probably Stormy O'Martian or but Stormy O. That's what I'm going to say. But this is what she says. Ephesians 6.13 is not a suggestion. It is a commandment. We are told to take action. The Bible would not have told us to take up the full armor of God in order to withstand evil if evil could have been withstood without doing so. I love that. And it's true. I mean, think about it. There is no uh, unused, unimportant word in the Bible. There is no piece of information, even if we don't understand it all, that we weren't supposed to have or else it wouldn't be in the Bible. 
And there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that's not in the Bible. Apparently, we don't need it for our salvation until live today. But what's in there was written for us. It's the living word of God. I'm going to read what she said again. Ephesians 6.13 is not a suggestion. It is a commandment. We're told to take action. The Bible would not have told us to take up the full armor of God in order to withstand evil if evil could have been withstood without doing so. This says so much. And again, it says to take up or put on the armor of God. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 says this. This is what she's talking about. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, this is verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Okay, so again, I ask you, it says here to be alert. Are you being alert? With this in mind, be alert and keep praying. Or are you just being naked and afraid? Are you willing to continue to live your life exposed and naked, open to the enemy and easily wounded? Or are you going to be courageous enough to say, I'm going to ditch the emperor attitude and take up the armor of God designed for me, for all of us. I pray that you will not go out naked. And I'm sure you'll be happy to know I won't either, physically or spiritually. <laughs> By the way, but I believe if you don't go out naked, then you won't become afraid. Thank you so much for joining me and for just sharing this. I have faith that you're going to share this with someone. I'm so glad and thankful to be able to do this podcast. Um, if you're looking for me, you can find me on uh, Instagram under one woman in inspired that's the number one followed by woman inspired and at my website womaninspired.com thank you so much and have a blessed day